Did the Packers get finessed? Did they get fleeced, man? We got my breakdown of Aaron Rodgers to the New York Jets right here. That man, Jimmy Butler, putting up 56 on Milwaukee's head. Are the Bucks really going to get bounced first round by an eight seed? And then Braun, in year 20, handing out 20 and 20 games and finally getting Dylan Brooks to stop talking. Man, what is up? What is up? You already know what it is, man. Welcome to another episode of the Vance Barnes Show. I am him. He is me, Glitch in the Matrix, your host, Vance Barnes, man. Appreciate y'all tapping in with me. We got a ton to get to. We got NFL with the draft coming up this week. We got NBA playoffs, obviously. Um, obviously the Tank Garcia fight just happened. A lot of sports to get into, man. A lot of stuff to get into. But we will start. <clears throat> I'll start with Rodgers to the Jets, man. Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. As a Vikings fan, as a lifelong Minnesota Vikings fan, thank you. To the New York Jets, thank you. That man, A-Rod, is finally out of the NFC North. Um, but I got a lot of respect for him, man. It was like playing him, you like hate to play against him, right? He's, he's so great. He's never out of the game. I don't care if he's down 21 with four minutes left. The Packers are never out of it. That's how you always felt, um, I'm sure. As a, as a Packers fan, maybe, but definitely playing against him, man. That's how you always felt. Um, but a lot of respect, man. A-Rod's a GOAT. He's one of the GOATs. Um, he's a top eight quarterback of all time. He's one of the best talents of arts all time. I don't think there's a Patrick Mahomes um, without an Aaron Rodgers, right? He's, he revolutionized the game, just the way throwing the football, the plays he could make. But the Jets got him. New York Jets got him. End of his career. It's crazy, full circle. It is crazy how these things work in life. Um, you know, Brett Favre, best quarterback in, in Packers history, in his fifth, like after his fifteenth year or something like that. New York Jets goes to the New York Jets. Um, Aaron Rodgers, one of, like if not the best Packers quarterback in Packers history, right after Brett Favre, goes to the New York Jets. Like it's just. <clears throat> I always say all the time, man, God's got a, a funny sense of humor because it's just crazy how that stuff works. But, man, Jets get A-Rod, but did the Packers get finessed, right? Did the Packers get finessed? Did they get fleeced on this trade? You know, the Jets get A-Rod, they get the 15th pick in this draft, and they get a 2023 fifth round pick, right? The Packers get the 13th pick, so they move up two spots this year in the first round. They get a second round pick this year, a sixth round pick, and this is the key, a conditional 2024 second round pick that becomes a first if Aaron Rodgers plays 65% of the snaps. So basically, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't get hurt or he doesn't get benched for Zach Wilson, the, the next year's second round pick will turn into a first round pick for the Packers. So essentially, the Packers moved up two spots, they got a second round pick, and they got a, let's say he plays the whole season, they'll get a first round pick next year. Now, at first, I was like, man, why did the Packers do this? Absolutely finessed. I was on the side of the Packers got finessed out of this whole thing. New York came up. But I've changed my mind a little bit. I don't think that Green Bay got totally finessed. I still think they got a little bit finessed. But I don't think they got totally finessed. But I do think, man, if you do this two years ago, right, just two years earlier, um, instead of now, you get so much more. Like, and I want—I'm gonna say this at this at the stop at this top. Sorry, I'm gonna say this at the top. Let's keep in mind, right, how Indianapolis handled Peyton Manning. Two different scenarios. Great 
um, lifelong quarterbacks, faces of the franchise. But let's keep, I'm going to circle back to that, but let's keep in mind how Indy handled Peyton Manning at the end of his tenure there. But if I'm the Packers, man. I'll just say this. Hindsight's 2020. But I feel like this Packers Rodgers roller coaster has been going on for at least four, like four to five years now, right? He's been saying for like the last three years, you, like every offseason, um, he's been hinting at retirement. Um, right before they signed him to the extension, that was the question: Is Aaron Rodgers going to retire? I remember that whole him and Brady thing going along, and it's like you don't, as a Packers, like I see it from a Packers front office standpoint. How can you say, we're just going to let Aaron Rodgers, we're just going to trade Aaron Rodgers? That's like a death sentence to your fan base, right? Especially he ended up winning like an MVP or two um, these last few years. But like, imagine you're trying to trade Aaron Rodgers, your fan base goes crazy, right? They would just be a death sentence to your fan base. But, <clears throat> you know, how about, you know, th let's, let's just be, what if they would have traded him two years ago? They could have got four, like they could have got like four first round picks for Aaron Rodgers um, two years ago. I don't think he's still, you know, he's two years younger back then. Teams, he's still, to this day, he's an elite quarterback, a top five quarterback. But back then, like how much he would have meant to a team that's like, oh, we probably can get five to six years out of A-Rod, right? Five to six years still in his prime, we can get that. Well, they'll give up four first round picks for him, right? Or, you know, you've gone through this roller coaster the past couple of years. It was really crazy last year, especially going into camp and then la and then next year without the Devontae Adams, all that all that stuff. But what about just letting him walk? Right? What about just letting him go? And I say that because they signed him to a huge contract extension, which basically meant when they right when they signed him to that contract extension, Devontae Adams was no longer going to get paid the money he wanted. You, you couldn't have made Aaron Rodgers the, top, the highest paid player in NFL history and also made Devontae Adams the highest paid wide receiver in NFL history, the highest paid non-quarterback. Um, you know, they couldn't have given, the, given him the money that the Raiders essentially gave him. Um, but if I think about it, if you if you let him walk, Jordan Love is able to, like let's say you, you let him walk, you sign Devontae Adams. You make him the highest non-paid quarterback in the league. Um, you're like, hey, just give him what he wants. And now you see Jor like Jordan Love gets to start his Packers career with Devontae Adams with, you know, that David Bakhtiari as his left tackle with Aaron Jones a year younger, A.J. Dillon. You still got Alan Lazard. Um, you maybe like, who knows if you draft Christian Watson last year or whatever, but how much beneficial it would have been to Jordan Love to start his Packers career with Devontae Adams. Um, it just helps a little bit just a tad bit help starting your career with arguably the best wide receiver in the game and I, I feel like this way the Packers still could have been contenders right I, I will say it throughout the show I don't think unless Jordan Love shows that he can be like the next like a, a star quarterback in this league I don't see the Packers being contenders out of the NFC or being contenders to make a deep playoff run in the NFC this year um and you don't so much have to go into a rebuild unless love like stinks it up, right? That's all that's all hypothetical. That's if the Packers would have let Aaron Rodgers walk. That's if they would have re-signed Devontae Adams to a, a huge contract and gave Jordan Love that start to his Packers career. But 
let's let's re let's go back to the I, I mentioned the cult situation with Peyton Manning, right? Although it's different because Peyton Manning was coming off a serious neck injury, Manning was the most important player in Colts franchise history, right? There's Johnny Unitas, but Peyton Manning is he's the first round pick when you guys were awful, uh, first overall pick when you guys are awful. He started off not great as a like as a rookie, threw for like what he threw like 28 interceptions, and you just saw the growth from him becoming the young kid out of Tennessee to the sheriff to the Colts being AFC contenders every single year since, right? And he's a Manning. He's the poster child. He was the golden boy for Indianapolis. And they let him walk. And me, like, right when he got hurt, it's like, oh, you got hurt. You're old. Durr, you're older. We love you, but we got to do what's best for us. That's basically what Indianapolis did in letting Peyton Manning walk and sign with Denver. They go on to draft Andrew Luck in 2012, right? They go from a 2-14 team, right, the year Peyton Manning was hurt. They go from 2-14 to next year they make the playoffs. I think they won a playoff game even against Kansas City. And then the year after that, they go to the AFC Championship game. And they were pretty much, you know, playoff a playoff team every single year. Andrew Luck was a starter, obviously retired early. But think about it. They were able, like, they let Peyton Manning walk at the right time. They were able to keep pieces around the team. They were able to keep a guy like T.Y. Hilton, keep a Reggie Wayne, um, that offensive line, that de like some pieces in their defense. They were able to keep some pieces in place to where they to where they didn't have to do a total rebuild. And like it's different scenario, right? Like I said, Manning was coming off a huge injury. Uh, Luck was and was the first overall pick, and he was like one of the most surefire picks of all time. And I know Jordan Love was like, what, the 24th overall pick. He's still an unproven player in this league. So I'm not saying that the situations would have been the same. But if the Colts did that to their beloved Peyton Manning, um, who also, it was a win-win for him too, right? He, he left, put up record numbers in Denver, ended up winning another Super Bowl. So it all like worked out for him. For Indianapolis, it worked out for a little bit until Andrew Luck retired. But why couldn't Green Bay have done that with Aaron Rodgers, right? Like I said, two different scenarios, but if you if you allow Jordan Love to keep some, like, if you let him walk two years earlier and you were able to keep Devontae Adams, how big would that have been for a Packers organization that you may not have been able to do a total rebuild? But now, you, you know, you're here 2023, you trade away, you trade away Rodgers for a little less compensation that you probably would have liked. Um, like I said, I think if you trade him away two years ago, you get four first round picks or even if you let him walk you're able like walk in free agency you're able to sign Devontae Adams um, and give him as much money as he wants because you see um, the dom he's still dominating in, in Oak or Las Vegas with the Raiders it's he's arguably it's him and Jettis top receiver in the NFL Devontae Adams is a surefire Hall of Famer with how he's played the wide receiver position you maybe get to keep Alan Lazard. Aaron Jones is now a year older. Their offense struggled last year with Rodgers, right? Their passing game struggled a ton last year, even with Aaron Rodgers, um, as like Christian Watson and Alan Lazard going back and forth as the number one. So what do you think they're going to do without Aaron Rodgers and without Alan Lazard? I just That's why I say I just don't see this being a great season for Green Bay. They're kind of sort of in a rebuild who are they going to draft? Are they going to draft a receiver at that 13th spot? Um, 
are they going to try and trade up? Like, Jordan loves the guy, right? I think they believe that Jordan loves the guy, but I, if you, I truly believe that if you did this a couple years earlier, like you'd already drafted Jordan Love. If you do this a little earlier, it makes this rebuild process a little better, right? You you don't have to totally go to a full rebuild. Maybe you have a one down year, but you get to keep some pieces around him that, that helps him as a quarterback develop and your team is still contenders, right? Still can make the playoffs, but I just do not see that happening this year. Um, I don't see Green Bay making like making the playoffs. I don't see them being contenders unless Jordan Love shows that he's a star quarterback in this league, which I hope, you know, as a Vikings fan, I hope he doesn't. But as an athlete and as a uh, from a personal standpoint, I hope he does uh, for his sake. So, I mean, I guess we'll see, man. I, I truly think, though, that Green Bay should have done this a couple years back. <sighs> that man Jimmy, man. Let's get into the NBA playoffs. That man Jimmy Butler. 56 on Miami's or 56 on Milwaukee's head. Jimmy Butler dropped 56 last night. I'm just like, man, why like why couldn't he do this in Minnesota, right? Why why, why couldn't he do this for the Timberwolves? And I'm not even gonna get into it, but I just know. I I would love, I would pay a top dollar to be at that practice when he was calling cat soft, when he was calling guys soft and just, you know, taking the team of third stringers and, and whooping on the first team. Cause he wasn't wrong. He wasn't wrong. Back then that team was extremely soft. Um, you still see remnants of it today in the Timberwolves team. And there goes Jimmy Butler out there dropping 56 um, with one of the best playoff performances I have ever seen, right? Playoff Jimmy might be a real thing. It, like I said, it was one. D Wade was my favorite player growing up. So I love D Wade and I love the Heat. And then LeBron obviously comes to the Heat. But that was a performance we've, we've never seen from a guy in a Heat jersey, right? Fourth most points in a playoff game, um, only behind what, like Jordan. Uh, not George Gervin, Elgin Baylor, and somebody else back in the 80s or whatever. But, you know, the energy in the building was unmatched. It was impossible. Like, I, I was like, when he was hitting them shots, I was like, it's impossible. They're not going to lose this game. The energy was just crazy in the building. Momentum had shifted, and you could see it. You could see it in the Bucks. Surprisingly, Giannis, who had a few late turnovers, he had a few... Or a couple late turnovers, a couple terrible shot attempts at the basket. Maybe he was trying to draw a foul, but it was very unlike him. I don't know, man. Is is Milwaukee in, like, we talked about it last time on the show, but is Milwaukee now is in real trouble? It's not, if, it's not are they in real trouble? It's Milwaukee is in some serious trouble right now, but it's not over. It's not over. I, I think if any team can come back, you got, who's down? Minnesota's down 3-1. Um, the Hawks are down 3-1. I don't believe in those two teams coming down. But Milwaukee being down 3-1. Grizzlies being down 3-1. I don't think the Grizzlies can come back. I don't think Bron's going for that. But Giannis, man. Giannis can will this team back. But you got to win three straight. And history is not on your side. A lot of teams do not come back from a 3-1 deficit and win all three. And even if they do make it out of this round, right? Even if they make it out of this round... They would face a team that is better than Miami. They might not have a player that is playing at the level that Jimmy Butler is playing at because right now, if you look around the like, if you did like a playoff player rankings, Jimmy Butler is, is number one. He's the best player on the court right now in the NBA, um, just from what he's done in this series. 
but the next team you play is going to be way better than Miami, right? The Knicks as a team, Cleveland as a team, then I'm not even going to get into the conference finals if you played Boston or Philly. But it's this is a serious problem for Milwaukee. They get zero production from their bench. It is like crazy. I think they had like not even 20 bench points last night. Maybe not even 15 points from their bench last night. And that wasn't even the problem, right? That wasn't even the problem last night. It was just Jimmy Butler going unconscious. And then late in the game, Giannis just turnover, turnover, bad shot, bad shot. And Miami was, was able to just ride off the momentum and keep hitting their shots. And then all of a sudden, it was just, it was done. It was done. They had no chance of coming back. There was not enough time. But especially with Giannis not being 100%, like, Brooke Lopez had a great game last night. I think he had 30-plus. Um, he only missed a few shots last night. But they got to, like, I don't know. Man, they got to find something. They're down 3-1. Yes, uh, Giannis basically missed, what, a game and a half, two and a half games. Um, but last night was no excuse. Played the full game. Played a great game. He had a playoff triple-double, and they just couldn't like win on the road now they're down 3-1 they gotta win three in a row um but yeah and how like I said, again how wrong was i i was so confident i was so sure fryer that milwaukee no matter if Giannis was there or not was gonna get miami up out of there miami squeaked into the playoffs and they didn't look good in the plan i'm gonna be honest they did not look good in the plan milwaukee's i thought they were gonna sweep them sweep the next round two and it was basically going to be a, an easy road to the conference finals but this could be a huge upset a huge upset in wisconsin sports history especially with a real chance at, at winning another, another ring yeah i don't know man 424 april 24 2023 is a, is a day that milwaukee people in the state of wisconsin just got to forget you lose your best quarterback in franchise history um Jimmy Butler just drops 56 on your head, and you guys go down 3-1. Hopefully, if my if Milwaukee comes back and wins that series, then obviously that'll all be forgotten about. But if you lose this series at any point, that's going to be the game that you say, wow, that slipped through our fingers because they were up late in that fourth quarter, and then Jimmy Butler just did some crazy things. Then Lakers-Grizzlies, man. I'm not going to lie, I didn't watch the game. I don't even know why. West Coast games start at 9.30 because only people that benefit from them are people in on West Coast time zone. Um, like, maybe I, I, was, I was not going to stay up to watch the whole game. But Bron, man, Bron putting up 20-20 to go up 20 points, 20 rebounds to go up 3-1 on Memphis. And the first thing I asked myself was, when I first seen it, I seen the headline, woke up, said 20-20 game. I'm like, oh, 20 points, 20 assists, that's crazy. Then it was like, oh, 20 rebounds. That makes more sense, but my, my first question was, why did Braun have to get 20 boards? Like, what? Why did he have to get 20 boards? And then I looked at the stat line, and yeah, AD had 11 boards, but where has AD been? Like, he has been not good this series. 12 points, 4 13 shooting last night for Anthony Davis. And. Man, the Lakers, they, I'm confident they'll close out the series 4-1, whatever, 4-2. But they can forget about winning a series against Golden State or against Sacramento if Anthony Davis is playing the way he has been playing this series. And there's no excuse, man. They're doing the same thing to Joel Embiid. Um, 
they're they're you know right off the catch they're doubling you they're pressuring you but you got to fight through that you're a great player you're at one point an MVP candidate people still regard you as one of the best players in the league one of the best bigs in the league you got to find a way you got to find a way and you know I think playing the way he's playing this means that LeBron cannot afford to have an off night in year 20 on a bum ankle you are asking LeBron James to shoulder this team once again and he cannot have an off night. It's just what it is. Like you're you're expecting LeBron James and Austin Reeves to be your top scorers. D'Lo has been he had an alright game last night, but you know he's LeBron's still the go. He's still the go. He's gonna do his thing. He's gonna lead this team, but he should be able to throw it down to AD. You say, hey, do your thing. Just go to work. He should be able to take some of the offensive load off of LeBron James' shoulders so that LeBron can focus on other things within the game. But he just hasn't come through this series. But one thing I was happy about last night, one thing I was happy to wake up and see was that Dylan Brooks finally like shut up for one. Like that he declined media availability, which we're gonna get into, man. If you're gonna try and play that Draymond role, Draymond stays ten toes down when you know he messes up, when he's wrong, he's gonna He's going to stand by what he said. Dylan Brooks running from the media talking about, oh, I'm not talking today. He hasn't talked the last two games in a row. right? You, you can't get the talking, then lose two straight, and now you don't want to talk to nobody. Like that's, <clears throat> that's the issue I and a lot of other fans have with Memphis, Memphis is because when, when things are going great, they get the talking, man. But what did Jordan say in the last dance? What did he say? He said, everybody can talk when they're up. But how are you going to talk? But what are you going to do? What are you going to say? when you're down or when it's even, right? It's just Memphis for you. And, and Dylan Brooks was crying about how all the media and the fans have tried to make me out to be this villain. No, bro, you did this to yourself. The moment you kind of, you played into it. I'm not like, don't play victim now, you played into it. Bro has been playing dirty all year long. Um, then when it picked up some traction, he started wearing like this, these weird outfits, dressing like a WWE character. He started dropping quotes after wins against Golden State and and with Shannon Sharp and all that. <clears throat> right? You said you wanted Braun. Now you got Braun. And then you're like, oh, I wish. Then after one win, you're like, oh, I, I wish we were playing the, the Miami or the Cleveland LeBron. He's old. Like, bro, dudes just be talking. That's all that really comes down to is dudes just be talking and you're trash, right? You you trash. You played awful last night. You got ejected of the game before. You cannot be known more for what you're saying in a reporter's mic than what you're doing on the court. That's just with the bottom line what it comes down to. Man, with that being said, if you made this far, appreciate y'all tapping in with me. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. If you are listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, like, rate, share, comment, all that good stuff. Until next time, peace.